Hey, you're listening to Haterade. This is your host, Malika, formerly known as DJ I Hate Interracial Marriage. I'm also here with my co-host, who was unsure if I should like introduce her as DJ Kelsitron because it sounded too gay. Um, hey, agree with you, Kelsey. Make some noise. Yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Haterade on UCLA Radio. If you miss us live, you can stream us on Spotify, the link to which is in the bio of our Instagram at haterade.mp3. That's at haterade.mp3 on Insta. Follow, like, and comment, and we'll buy you a Tesla. If you don't, Malika will have her 13 reason, and I'll be out of a co-host. So please follow, like, and comment. Yeah. Um, if you keep me alive, I'll get Kelsey to send you feet pics. She just got that white pedicure, so don't miss out, people. And we all know what they say about white toes. Yeah. <laughs> they belong in my mouth. Anyways, we're going to... All right. Um, we have a spectacular <laughs> guest here today. Another awesome mystery musical artist to soon be announced. But first, Venn Diagram. Because y'all know we can't go like a single episode without shoving our music down your soft and petite throats. <laughs> Originally, I was going to say we shove our music down your throats, then play like a song you hate, which is still true, except Malika and her California liberal nature got triggered and tried to come for me as a Swifty. Like, how are you going to come for me as a member of a marginalized community? Like, how are you going to come for me when Taylor Swift is an icon and a legend? But anyways, Malika, what are we listening to for your song? All right. All right. So it's not to like give a teaser of who our guest is about to be, but this is a sapphic, you know, women love women now are up in here. So today I'm going to play In Your Eyes by Bad Bad Not Good, featuring Charlotte Day Wilson on vocals. Um, if y'all don't know who they are, Bad Bad Not Good, um, I'm just going to call them BBNG because ain't nobody got the time, but they're like this jazz group and they collab with Tyler, Kay Trinata, Mick Jenkins, and they just went viral on TikTok for like that adult uh, swim trend. Um, but yeah, so you've definitely heard their stuff. Um, I'm a huge fan of them. Um, I've imagined a life with all four of the members, um, but they're cool. They make jazz look cool. Um, I love the song. Um, if you pay attention to the lyrics, it's basically just um, Charlotte telling the straight girl to leave her man. Um, so up next, we have In Your Eyes by Bad Bad Not Good, featuring the lovely Charlotte Day Wilson on vocals.
That was In Your Eyes by Bad, Bad, Not Good, featuring Charlotte Day Wilson. Um, if you've ever pined after a straight woman, um, not I. <laughs> that was for you. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give my thoughts. It's a bop. I love Bad, Bad, Not Good. Every time I, like, there's this one street near where I live called, like, Leland Way. Whenever I see it, I text Malka. I'm like, bad, bad, not good. Um, see, but I also hate when this happens because Malka will play a really, really good song. And then I'm like, damn, um, y'all not gonna like this one. I'm like, y'all not gonna like this one in comparison to Malika's song. So Malika, that was a slay. Awesome. It was a vibe. We were all in the, you know, in the Zoom moving our heads like, okay, okay. I had to play my man's music, all four of them. <laughs> all right, Kelsey, so what are you subjecting us to today? So um, if you listened to Haterade last week, I spoke about my hidden heritage, how I was um, not an American, was born in German, you know, ich bin Deutsche and all, but actually I'm gonna do a full, what is it, 180 and play some real Merkin. Uh, I'm from the DMV, I'm from the DMV. So I choose whether I would say like DC area or Virginia, depending on when I want to be urban or not. Um, today, I'm going to be country and talk about, you know, Virginia, because I went to the range yesterday, the gun range, sorry, libs. Um, and yeah, into Miranda Lambert, I love country girls, that whole vibe, country girls who will kill you, industrial complex. Randall Lambert's a baddie. This song, Gunpowder and Lead, I know people hate country music and this is like not the song to introduce someone to country music, but it's a slay. And she talks about killing people with her gun and that's so real. So for my song, we are listening to Gunpowder and Lead by Miranda Lambert. Trigger! I'm a 
that was Gunpowder and Lead by Miranda Lambert. Um, that was a sleigh, personally. Uh, it was a sleigh, it was a bop, weddings, funerals, graduations. Um, I love Miranda Lambert. She's kick-ass, she's country. And I'm like, I see her so hard, like it's so real. Like she will shoot a nigga and fuck up his car. Like that is so real. Like <laughs> that's me, like literally like twin, like bestie, like Malka, what did you think? All right, you know what? I'm not gonna go too hard because that is um, that is your culture, that is your heritage. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna offend you, Kelsey. But I will say, especially now that I know you, like y'all, Kelsey shoots guns. Like Kelsey, <laughs> as a soy boy Californian, I don't I don't ah, I saw that I was like this changes our relationship. Um, cause let me just keep my Taylor Swift, uh, hate to myself from now on. <laughs> like, don't play with the Swifties. We're armed like, and dangerous. <laughs> they think, you know, the Barb's might have, you know, Twitter, but the Swifties, we got this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have assault weapons, <laughs> but I, I can recognize the hype song when I see it. Um, so I will say, maybe not my demographic, maybe not my um, Starbucks drinking paper straw demographic, but I will say that I can, it gets me hype. That gets me hype. So you know what? I hate it. Um, I'm also scared of you, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate it. Is it because I'm um, black? It's <laughs> the radio show just ends. I'm just like, Kelsey, stop recording, stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> it is because you're a minority, but by that I mean you're a Taylor Swift fan. So, thank you. Yes. Um, so, for our third song of the hour, we're gonna play a little funky tune, something to vibe to, reminisce about your failed relationships. To you are listening to "Never Get to Heaven" by Casey Locke. Look at the honey that blew 
Okay. So, women love them. Fish fear them. E-boys want to be them. We're here with the Casey Locke, and you were just listening to Never Get to Heaven off their recent release, Solitary Demos. Hello. Thank you for having me. Woo! <laughs> Casey, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for staying for the flop nation that was us trying to get through this. Um, but you're here now and we're so happy to have you. And you know, not to sound like a job interview, but you know, tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners. Okay, uh, well, first of all, happy to be here. Uh, my name is Casey. I'm from Chicago, 22 years old. All the music that I have out was made on GarageBand with a $50 guitar in my room. <laughs> and um, I'm a lesbian, I'm a non-binary lesbian. Uh, also, I used to play lacrosse in high school, which isn't that relevant, but I feel like it says a lot about me. It definitely does. Um, <laughs> like just silence. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it would. Be, I didn't say it would say good things, but I mean. <laughs> Wait, but that like totally caught me off like guard because yeah. literally, Garage Band. I mean, that's like some Steve Lacey shit. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just because I'm like fucking broke. Like, I, I was like, I really want to put this stuff out because I was like, it's not you know the fidelity I would want but you know I thought it was pretty and I was like I need to have something out like just something no we, we totally get that um and honestly I think it just makes you really appreciate the art even more for what it is because um yeah. I mean damn that caught me by surprise so if yeah, anything too which means nothing because like it's not like we're Kenny Beats or something, but and our opinion means nothing, but we love your EP. It's like amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so you didn't mention that you are non-binary and given that part of your identity, as well as being lesbian, how does that influence your songwriting? Um, and do you find that it inspires most of your art? Uh yeah. I mean, I, I just my lesbianism is pretty prevalent in like every song I have out. It's like glaringly obvious. Um, and yeah, I mean, just cause like so much of my music is just about like my love life. So, and like, because I am a lesbian, it's all inherently, you know, lesbian. And as far as being non-binary, uh, none of the music I have out really is too much about that but I have like uh, some stuff I'm working on. I kind of like talk about like stuff like, uh, I wish I could be your man. Like, cause you know, like someone who's never dated someone who's not a man before, I'm like, I wish I could be your man. I wish I could be all those things you've had before, but I can't, stuff like that. And then also I guess one song on the EP kind of is like, I don't know, just jealousy of a man vein of like inspirations and that kind of thing we try our best to do research and in our stockathon we discovered your dad used to host dj sets back in the early 2000s and had a show on wluw which for listeners who don't know 
is a college radio station owned and operated by Loyola University Chicago. Does your family life slash Chicago area upbringing influence your art and the outlook on creativity at all? Yeah, um, honestly, my dad didn't really start telling me, you know, the details of like how he was involved with music until pretty recently. But I, I did always know he had a radio show and I always thought that was super cool. But just Chicago has just been, yeah, it's been a huge inspiration, obviously. Like just being a part of the scene and like, I don't know, just the like, as a high schooler, the wild shenanigans I would get into and like the parts of Chicago that are so important to me and that like I, I associate with a lot of the moments I write about and then also just the music scene in Chicago is so dope and like you know growing up the people that I saw so many people uh who were getting popular with their music and I'm like, shit, they're like four years older than me. They go to a Chicago public high school like me. And it's, yeah, like, I mean, Chance the Rapper, for example, uh, I don't like him anymore though. <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> I saw this tweet that was like, the black community turned their backs on Chance the Rapper and never looked back. And that is so it's real. true. <laughs> like, it's so real. Uh, Fuck him. <laughs> also, his brother tried to stab a guy I dated in high school. <laughs> oh my! Oh, his mouths are both like ah, but yeah, that's I have lots of stories like that. <laughs> okay, okay, this is gonna sound like definitely um, shut up, you damn Californian. But how accurate is Shameless? How accurate is that? How accurate is the show? Not this. Okay, well, well, frankly, I can't speak to that too much because, uh, I mean, I, I've grown up and lived on the north side my whole life, but I would say that's pretty accurate for, like, white people in Chicago, if that makes sense. Like, the ones who don't come from, like, the rich-ass areas, I would say it's pretty accurate. <laughs> and just, like, the way that in Chicago, I mean, honestly, Chicago is a lot safer than people think it is. But you can get into some wild shit if you want to. No, yeah, like right before we started filming, Casey was kind of like talking about some of the stuff they've gotten into. Like literally just one anecdote that they were tweeting about right before the show. <laughs> uh, I will give you the floor if you feel like talking about it. But damn that. <laughs> they like they like tweeted. um, why is there a married man in my DMs? And that just sent me. To make it short, basically this guy, um, he was obsessed with me at this party. I'm really bad at rejecting people. I don't know if I've ever rejected someone before, actually, not really. And uh, he was like, come here with me. And I was like, sure. Uh, so he like took me to this closet and he dropped to his knees and started trying to like go down on me. And I was like, sir, <laughs> no. And he got married like six months later to a woman he met like a couple months after that incident. So yeah. Mm. Chicago, everybody. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a Cubs hat right now also. Okay. okay. So, um, fun fact about Casey, they were originally the lead singer of Dog Mom, which 
ultimately rebranded as Casey Lock Band um, sort of earlier this year, April, um, if I'm not wrong. And yeah, um, like I stopped you. Don't worry, I'm I'm right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so Casey's original band, Dog Mom, rebranded as Casey Lock Band earlier this year, and they actually played their first like non DIY show in 2018. So I just wanted to know um, the band itself. How did y'all get your start? How did you meet? And even before that, how did you personally realize that you wanted to perform? Okay. Uh, so let's take it back to high school. I was super angsty, like incredibly angsty. So I started writing poetry and I'd always been really into music. Like, Growing up, I did choir and all that. I did the musicals when I was in middle school. Uh, and eventually how it was, what, it, what happened was the summer before um, my, uh, my first semester at college, my girlfriend at the time gave me this old ukulele she had because she never used it. Uh, and so from there, I just started messing around on it and like putting the things I was writing to different chords and Eventually I dropped out, came back home, got a job. First thing I bought with my paycheck was a guitar. And it all started from there. And I kind of just lucked out. Like I like I was it was it's just so crazy to look back at the progress. But uh yeah, I just kind of lucked out. Um I put out a song called Blue. Uh people liked it and I just got a DM on Facebook, um, like October of 2018. And they were like, yo, you want to play at this house show? And I was like, yeah, but I didn't have a band. And I was like, I'm not going to play on my own. So I posted on my Finsta and I was like, do any of y'all know someone who will play with me? And at the time, my, my best friend's boyfriend at the time was like, I will play guitar with you. And I know a guy who can play drums. And so we came together to practice one night and we didn't even have a drum set with us. We just like practiced for the one night, that's it. And then we went and played the show and it was awesome. And I got the audience to yell fuck Chad because recently a girl had left me for a white suburban boy named Chad no. which was crushing <laughs> yeah and, and we're the same height me and this dude nah no clue I don't I have a lot I'm heightest so I could go on about that but I'll let you go <laughs> but yeah and um then from there got asked to do a show with a local band that's like blowing up on TikTok right now. Um, and played a show at Martyrs. By that time, one of my best friends, Stas, joined on bass. Me and Stas went to high school together. Um, so we've known each other for damn near eight years now. And Stas is still my bassist. Okay. So yeah, that's the, that's the story, basically. It all starts with that one Finsta post. It, yeah, honestly, that'll do it. <laughs> Finsta is, is the glue of this nation. That's my deep-rooted belief. Oh, um, yeah. 
Yeah. And since those days, how's your stage presence changed? Because we've watched some of your sets um, that you posted on Insta and just in our general lurking. And you have a really <laughs> commanding stage presence. Like, have you ever Thank been you. shy about performing in front of others? How do you get your confidence up? That kind of thing. I've, I've actually never really been shy about that, which is interesting because in the beginning, when I was first doing performances, the anxiety I would have like right before was just crazy. But as soon as I got up on there, it was like, I just went into autopilot and I became like this showman. <laughs> and now I don't really get so nervous. And now, I don't know, I, I just ham it up more and more. Like I do shit where I'll be like, hey, I'll be, I'll be playing a show and I'll be like, yo, does anyone want to pour a beer in my mouth right now? <laughs> and I'll just get on a knee and let someone pour beer in my mouth like I I ham it up and it's so fun and I know it makes it more fun for the audience too like yeah like for example at the last show I played which was like two weeks ago what was awesome was that like people are coming up to me and being like you you guys are performers and I was like I love that I love to hear that that's just, I mean, we felt that. I mean, us performing, performing this radio show, we don't actually have to deal with like any of our audience like live. It's something that you tune in on your own, which is the way that I, as someone who has hella anxiety, prefers it. You don't have to like look into the face of someone as they like digest your content. Like if you hate me, you hate me, send me a DM. I don't, I won't have to deal with it face to face. So the fact that you were able to like go into it and own it and just go to the point where because crowds aren't nice, especially at like DIY shows, crowds are not nice. So yeah. <laughs> no. like if, if you're awkward, they're going to let you know. But to yeah. hear that you are like this awesome front man, that's that's really dope. Um, yeah. At the last show I played, it was Juneteenth and everybody was sitting down for the people that went before us. And I was like, nah, y'all are gonna stand up. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, y'all are all white watching me perform. Stand the fuck up. And, like, I, and I, I'll treat the audience like that. Like, I don't care. <laughs> ah, that's so dope. Um, we, we're like, we're obsessed with you. We love your sound. Um, Thank you. We know you have like this, like, kind of indie sound in your music. It's like not in the annoying way. Um, it's been like this sort of sexy reverb kind of way. Um, yeah, like when we listened I um, to Love Came Easy, I was like, this is giving me Dominic Fike a little bit. I was like, okay, chords, okay. I was like, this is this is giving like pre-corporate Dominic Fike. Um, I also noticed you tweeted about Fiona Apple who has a very specific form of storytelling with her lyrics and like just being like visceral and real. And like, I can kind of mm -hmm. see that if you're into Fiona like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Malika? So, yeah, we just wanted to know who do you listen to? Which artists inspire your sound? Um, and if you feel like going into it as well, we'd love to know where you get your songwriting inspiration from. Like, who are your idols? Sure. sure. Um, one of my favorite artists of all time is Japanese Breakfast. I absolutely love her. Um, I think it's, I think my inspiration from her is pretty clear. Um, 
I also like, I like a lot of the current uh, singer songwriters like Adrian Lenker of Big Thief, Haley Hendricks, uh, Faye, Faye Webster, Angel Olsen. I also love Beach House, uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, um, Always. And then I'm really, I'm very, very inspired by like some of those classic singer songwriters of like the 60s and the 70s. I feel very inspired by those people lyrically, like um, Leonard Cohen, uh, Nick Drake, yes, yes. Jackson C. Frank, Sybil Byer, and then Elliot Smith's newer, but him as well. Um, and then as far as my sound, I'm definitely inspired by like dream pop and shoegaze, like slow dive and like Mazzy Star and the Cocteau Twins. And I would, I would argue that a lot of Japanese breakfast is dream pop as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, like you said, um, you said Elliot Smith and me and Kelsey just looked at each other like, yep, yep. Yeah. No, because all my, all my music is so sad, <laughs> except for Never Get to Heaven. That's like the one sexy song I got. <laughs> no, yeah, like your song, just your, your album just kind of like brings us to our knees because it just really makes you think about just all of your failed relationships and just the pain yeah. and um perfect no i see that kelsey thoughts yeah elliot smith you said that and just knife to my heart like <laughs> <laughs> elliot smith legend like i, I could so relate and yeah. same thing with like beach house they just make me want to like cry and like float away on a pillow like that's so yeah. real and that's what i want to do too like i want to make music that moves people and something I always say is I want to make music that's beautiful like I don't want to just I want it to be beautiful and I want it to kind of I don't know consume you if that makes sense so we did touch upon how your dad didn't really like he sort of dropped this surprise on you that he was involved with college radio and just music back in his day and a, I hate when parents do that. Like you just had this <laughs> part of your personality and it's just, it wasn't relevant to me. Like I've known you for two decades, but yeah, that, that's beyond the point. We just wanted to know um, sort of who have been like your biggest supporters um, as you've sort of, you know, delved into this career as an artist. Um, when, yeah, like who's been there from the start? Who do you want to shout out to? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Shout out to some of my best friends, people I've known since high school, Danny and Stas, who are also in my band now. Love y'all to death. And then also Dante, Sam, y'all are day ones. Uh, one of my friends, Mac. Um, my mom would be more supportive if I let her listen to my music, but I don't. Um, I did play by her side for her one time and she started crying. So that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, she basically just like the knowing that you felt pain like this and it was really sweet. <laughs> yeah. I love parents like that. Like yeah. I feel the same way about like my parents, like love them. They support me, but also I'm never letting them listen to this radio show. Um, never. There's boundaries. There's yeah. <laughs> yes. Mom, dad, not this. And the thing is, they're like right outside this office. They're probably gonna come in like, so what's this haterate? I'm like, no, 
no, no, no, we're not doing that. Um, yeah. And with that, our final question for this interview segment, we'd like to get a little bit serious and mm -hmm. address the um, unironic Olivia Rodrigo Stan allegations. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, I, I will not beat those allegations because they are true. I love <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Um, I'm very disturbed by the fact that she just graduated high school and she's dating a 24 year old. Mm. But, but yeah, I think that she's honestly like, I think she's got a lot of the potential and I feel like we haven't like had a female like pop star like her in a long time. And I just want to support that. Also, um, I'm not Filipino, but my stepdad is so I just, I don't know. I love seeing young Filipinos in music get huge, you know? Um, and she just seems real sweet and genuine. I'm, I, I am a stan. <laughs> Me too. Uh, you know what? I, you know, I don't beat the unironic Olivia Rodrigo stan allegations either. So twin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of my friends were talking about driver's license and like saying it's annoying. I'm like, she's a child. Leave her alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially like as a child, um, I definitely don't pass any Olivia Rodrigo stan checks. I I couldn't tell you the first thing about her, but I will say that anyone who can like command an audience of TikTok teens today, like that yeah. is impressive because kids are mean as hell on yeah, TikTok. So the fact that she's like the queen, that says something. Yeah. No, I've been saying that I need to tap into like all those like desperate sad gay people uh on tiktok awesome. i'm like all right i need to start thirst trapping like <laughs> daily i can't i can't commit to that though i hate it i did um get a marriage proposal once under one of my tiktoks where all i did was it was like some remix of love story by taylor swift i put my phone on my skateboard pushed it away and just like was dancing and i someone's <laughs> proposed to me in the comments I was like wow it's some of y'all are easy <laughs> Swifty nation rise <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Swifty but I respect them <laughs> they were just like let me just clear that up right now yeah I I, I, I will beat the Swifty allegations <laughs> you better than me I cannot beat the Swifty allegations yeah yeah I all right. I, I always say that girls love losers and that I'm living proof because I see how low the standards are every day. <laughs> um, with that, Casey, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for joining. It's a Slay Nation because it was fun once we got our group together. Thank you so yeah. much. Together. Yes. Um, if it's cool with you, because we know you be tweeting. Um, we yeah. would love to have you on for our Twitter timeline drama. Kelsey, yeah. would you explain our next segment to any of our new listeners? Yes. For the new listeners, we are moving on to Twitter timeline drama, where we talk about what's happening on the timeline because Twitter is a godless land and there is always some fuck shit at present for us to gab about. First up, Millie Bobby Brown and her nasty boyfriend. Um, disgusting. Yeah. Millie is dating this guy who's like 20 years old and they've been dating for like a while and he lives with her and he's also just uh he's a mess 
the way he talks about her is just disgusting like vile disgusting yeah millie bobby brown is a child like i don't know if that needs to be reiterated but she's like 16 15 she's a minor regardless like i know that yeah so um she's also like the princess diana of our generation i'm just gonna say that i know she's like british maybe she's a little bit liked and a little bit more openly homophobic but um millie yeah i was gonna say i can't blame millie bobby brown if she was a little homophobic at this point just because of because <laughs> <of> everything <laughs> Millie will help you beat the vehicular manslaughter charges <laughs> the florid allegations the, the florid allegations <laughs> but um I see because I don't know if y'all actually saw the video um for any of our listeners but it's like that typical there's like this genre of white boys nowadays where they have like that awful perm yep. and hiding their receding hairline yep. if you see that you keep your you keep your sisters you keep your wives mm-hmm. away so-called men like that they're just so gross bad so- news every time yeah unfortunate and disgusting and speaking of unfortunate and disgusting Lindsay <laughs> Shaw from Ned's Declassified <laughs> Moe's Moe's fell off Moe's is not slaying honestly Moe's hasn't been slaying even before like Pretty Little Liars um what was her character's name again? I forgot, but she was annoying. Paige, 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 Paige. Paige was nowhere near good enough for Emily. And oh yeah, like she tried to drown her. Also, Literally, Emily was was so fucking fine. <laughs> for real. Let's open that conversation up. But yes, if you don't know, Lindsay Shaw um, was on TikTok and like making fun of the trend where like you kind of cross your arms and dance like to that music that's like. Mm. And she was like, uh, what is this? And then she turned around and started crying because people were like, you're racist. And yeah, I don't know, Malika, if you want to play that clip for context, maybe. Okay, I will go ahead and brace yourselves. This is a content warning, white women tears. Um. Hey, are we okay? What the fuck is this? Okay, I just have to say right now that the hate in my inbox is not okay. okay. I, I think y'all get the gist of that. <laughs> Her voice felt like a jump scare to me. <laughs> you know, it's it's bad when when she when she came out as Emily's new love interest. That all the sapphics are like begging you not to represent them, like. <laughs> Like, nah, get this off the air. We don't claim them. But the fact that she's a Trump supporter, too. Yeah. Not a slay. Nickelodeon wow. stars have been letting us down. Um, I don't know if you saw the teaser from the Big Time Rush guys. Um, they like all change their Insta or Twitter layouts to red. I think they're signaling like a comeback. But it's also like, do we need a BTR comeback? I will not lie, though. Boyfriend, a perfect song. 10 out of 10. Love that song. See, I'm just mad because Carlos is a Trump supporter. Yep. Mm. They could have left him out. And I think Kendall is also a Republican. Like, really? 
yeah, his following, like his following list on Instagram, not a slay. Carlos, I know is like a for real, for real, like Trumper, like Carlos follows Christian Walker, PragerU, all the, like all the like red herring hate sites, that's Carlos. And I'm like, um, okay, not a slay. So it's like big time rush. I don't know if we need that. Maybe there is a, perhaps a Coles that you guys can do a quick little meet and greet at. <laughs> in Kansas but in terms of a national comeback I don't know if that's what the people need but boyfriend perfect song love that song like awesome slay and I've seen Kendall in person that's okay. relevant but okay well, I guess. <laughs> you're like okay <laughs> um yeah I don't know it's like aren't they like 30 aren't they like 40 I come on, give it up. At a certain age, like definitely forty-five, if not older. They've aged out of the boy band thing. Exactly, and they're not like revered enough to be like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, like boy band, where it's like, okay, you guys can come back. It's like you guys were on a Nickelodeon show, and half of you are flops, and one of you was on Big Brother and Dancing with the Stars. It's like you guys, it's just not giving. It's not, it's not giving what it was supposed to give. Like. It's not looking good for y'all. It's like the only time, because I, I, of course, given that they're like Nickelodeon stars, they definitely had like crossover episodes. The fact that that's the only time I would ever tune in on <laughs> their show. So um, I will not be streaming um, Big Time Rush. Uh, no. So what's up next on the Twitter timeline? Um. Emathy nominations, as Malika calls it. The Emmy noms came out today. Um, a lot of history is being made and has been made. Um, if you watch Pose, MJ Rodriguez made history as the first trans woman to get an outstanding lead actress nom. Bowen Yang, first featured SNL cast member to get a nom, outstanding supporting actor, and Chinese American male for the nom. Evan Peters got his first Emmy nom for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series for Mayor of Easttown. And I think for Evan Peters, it is long overdue. He should have gotten a nomination for AHS Season 1, Murder House. His, what, what was it? Like, violence! Yeah! I was like, that plagued middle schools across the countries. Like, you, you got it. Like, that was Emmy Nation. Like, the way people were like, I'm Tate. Like, violence! I mean, like, that was... <laughs> A sleigh. Like that should have been an Emmy nomination right there. So it's unfortunate that it took like 10 million years for him to get one. Um, MJ Rodriguez and the postcast should have gotten one. Season one, they all slayed, they all ate. Um, yeah, those are my opinions on the Emmy noms and Evan Peters Industrial Complex, Ryan Murphy Industrial Complex. Um, what do y'all think? I don't really know a whole lot about the Emmys this year, honestly. I have not been watching a whole lot of TV. That's real. I felt that because I am personally someone who lives under a rock. Kelsey knows this. I think our entire relationship is her making references and me just like, could you explain that? Or, yeah. um, yes. but I, I will say that Evan Peters, that, that caught my eye because good for you. This man has been crying, screaming, you know, not running down his nose. No, um, no, Annalise oh, Keith. <laughs> my bad. Um, Queen's still queen. Yeah. This man has good for him. Um, I know doctors hate him because across the nation, teens, there's this very specific line that his little 
um, character in Murder House gave where it's like, not going to provide context because I don't need like a 13 reasons why um, on my conscience, but uh, cut vertically. It's like that plagued the minds of teenagers all over the country. Like, Jesus, we ain't, we ain't even know that, Evan. But... Yeah, for real though. <laughs> Yeah, the way that American Horror Story had teenagers in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. You know, if you saw those shirts, like normal people scare me. You're like, oh, <laughs> they've no, people would be watching American Horror Story like my freshman year of high school on those like laptops we got from the school in the middle of class. <laughs> it was, and I didn't watch it at that point. I didn't watch it for another couple years or so. So I just was like seeing this gore on people's laptops and I was a little confused. (laughs) Me, when someone showed me uh, the video for, what was it, Yonkers by by the creator, I was like, I'm scared and confused. Like when that first came out. It's like, um, it's like a circle of life. You're either the person like being grossed out by the Yonkers music video or you grow up to be the person who shows it to other people and grows it to them. Amen. How big of like a Tyler fan are you? I mean, I would say like, I'm honestly just like a pretty average fan. Like I'm not crazy about him, but like, you know, I listen to his stuff. They're like, I didn't make him my personality like you losers. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amen to that. Dude, one of the guys that I went to high school with moved to LA and ended up like modeling and shit for Tyler. And I'm like, it's just because you're a skinny white boy, baby. It's just because you're his type. <laughs> Literally. And Tyler is a lot... Um, he hangs out in Westwood and so I like jokingly tweeted like I need some white boys around me so I can have like Tyler the Creator catnip so you like can a do like, a white boy with like a skinny waist like I need to go over there no you're um, right though <laughs> that was our Twitter timeline drama fun little gab little joke little this at that next up talk shit too Malika you wanna explain talk shit too uh, yeah, I mean, we just take two minutes um, to talk shit about whatever's like plague in our mind. Um, we definitely take more than two minutes. It's always just because we just we're just we have so much hate in our hearts, you know. Um, so for me personally, I'm just I'm gonna keep it chill. This is just something that just gets me on a day to day basis. Um, the pandemic's like they're wrapping it up. I don't know about the virus, but regardless, Joe Biden's wrapping it up. Um, He's like, open this shit up. I'm like, okay. Um, So I left the house for like the first time in two years. And damn, I forgot that I really have no concept of what I look like. Like there's front camera me, there's Zoom me. I don't know her. Um, There's me and somebody's Snapchat, which, by the way, if you still have that app and you consider yourself an adult, go ahead and delete it. Um, And then there's, like, me when I, like, catch myself off guard in the mirror. This is just inspired by the fact that I went out the other night and I forget that I live in a college town. So, um, yeah, being perceived by people my own age, didn't like that. Not a fan. Um, But I will. 
I will end on like a positive note because I did get horse shamed by some guy for having my titties half out. Um, and we all know if a man shames you for being too hot, you won. That's my talk. Yeah. My talk shit too. Sure. That's so real. My talk shit too is kind of similar. Um, I'm setting feminism backwards with my talk shit too. We usually, you know, set some community backwards in some way um, with our talk shit twos, but sorry, um, women. But <laughs> my talk shit too is about having big boobs. And so I, I shopped at Sheen. Sorry, children that had to make the tops I bought. Um, I shopped at Sheen and I got these cute tops, you know, that show a little playmate. And I'm like, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the size of my breasts defy the physics that the tops were made to support, but I'm still going to be wearing them anyway because period, hot, period. Um, unfortunately, um, I'm trying to be taken seriously as like a hot person. It's like, I could go on Twitter and tweet like poop, shit, fart, and then get like 100K likes or something if it's a good day. But then suddenly y'all don't want to su like support me when I got my titties out, like what's going on? Like, guess I can you know do a little kiki, like I can do a little kiki, but y'all gotta support me when I'm on my hot girl journey. Now disregard how I look in the Zoom if you're like hot girl journey. Um, <laughs> where's, where's the hot girl journey? Um, Cause Zoom meeting doesn't count. Zoom me, who is she? I don't know her, but um, period. I think I want to be a bimbo. Brains, yawn, UCLA, yawn. Um, <laughs> that's my talk shit too. Like, can feminism go backwards so um, people can objectify me? Thank you. Yes. Okay. See, I have the opposite problem where, I mean, I've been, I've been more, like I used to be ultra crazy, super feminine. Like I was the shit, like, and I don't wanna look like that, but, it's been weird because I used to get like, you know, compliments every day, but since I've started presenting more masculinely, no one ever compliments me. And about the bimbo, I kind of feel like a himbo. Like, even though I'm not a man, I just feel like I have the exact same energy. <laughs> like, like, I'm just happy to be there. Um, <laughs> but I also know how to like do basic stuff, like patch a wall, you know? Men's work. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's open up that conversation. Like, if you're a man, you shouldn't be at a Starbucks. You should be at a Home Depot. Put down no, that, you know, and get a hammer. I fully agree. The worst thing about being a lesbian, and I, I was like, shit, I'm going to have to be the one to do like the shoveling and like <laughs> I have to kill all the bugs. And I'm like, that, oh. that sucks. <laughs> damn I actually I gotta I gotta be the I gotta be the dad of the relationship I gotta know how to do things yeah um, no I fully <laughs> that's so real Casey that is the so thing real. I wanted to talk shit about was grown adults who are naturally blonde that shit is weird <laughs> and I don't like it like it's like I don't know it's like grow the fuck up also, when two blonde, blue-eyed people date, <laughs> nuh -uh. no, fuck that. I don't, I don't like that at all. Okay, Third Reich slay. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> also, blue eyes just scare me. Like, the most significant relationship I've had in my life, the girl had blue eyes, you know, and I loved her to death, but her eyes still scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> They're just always staring at you like that, and it's like, I don't, I don't like that. 
this just don't in. look at me directly. Yeah, this just in from Casey. If you don't have melanin, work on it. <laughs> <laughs> at least a little bit, like. <laughs> That's so real. Like I've definitely, I believe the same thing. Like if you're a man and you're an adult, why are you blonde? Like, aren't you embarrassed? You have blonde hairs growing from your scalp. Like that's just so childish. Like grow yeah. up. Like not only is that a female trait, that's a beta female trait. <laughs> like, that's so real. Um, but I will say, um, blue eye representation the only one that i support is the one where it's like miley and then she's just like <laughs> i love that no i love that meme it's so good it's really what it feels like whenever a blue eyed person looks at you okay like can you not <laughs> yeah. okay so with that that is our hour with Casey. Thank you so much for joining us. You are so funny, like, bruh. Um, Thank you. Everybody, tune into Haterade. Follow us at haterade.mp3. Um, Casey, what are your socials? Where can we listen to more of your music? More of your music could just, you know, punch us in the heart. How can we find you? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, both my Instagram and Twitter are. KCL1999. That is Casey spelled K-A-S-E-Y. Um, I'm on everywhere, anywhere you can listen to music. I am on there. Uh, just look up Casey Locke once again with a K and an S. Uh, yeah, I try to be consistent. My Twitter is a shit show though, so like, don't expect anything good on there. I love their tweets. Just disclaimer, <laughs> I live for their tweets. Like, no, I'm in there retweeting. Y'all, it's a party. So go ahead and check them out. Yes, please do. And with that, goodbye and good night. Malika, go ahead and intro the song that will be played. Okay, so thank you all so much. Um, as we head out, we're going to be streaming Love Came Easy by Casey Locke. Check them out. Have a good night, y'all.